Welcome to podcast 128 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod we'll have the usual save updates and we'll have a chat about finances in Football Manager. But before we do all of that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Kurt Dizzle, welcome. Hello. Hello. It feels like you were a bit surprised for me to come to you first. I was. I was. How are you? Caught, caught short almost. Well, let's hope that yeah. doesn't happen again later. Indeed, topical. David has a party. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this mimicry could be a thing. That's a memes thing. galore. Uh, Herbal, welcome. Hello. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> the best like thing the about made it. the best thing about that was the pause where he was like, "Shall I do it? Shall I?" Do it? And then it just came. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> welcome, Mr. Dupe. Hello, Matthew. Oh, oh everyone's fun. slightly disappointed, oh, deflated yeah. even. It's fine, everyone's disappointed I'm on, so it doesn't matter. As, as much as I'm disappointed that my missus... Let's go. <laughs> yeah, probably best. And Joseph, welcome. Hellos, they're a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Combination of all the things. Right, should we get started with some delightful save updates? Kurt Dizzle, we'll start with you as we started with you with the greetings. Uh, you've been... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. Busy boy this week on Twitch. There's been multiple streams. What's been, cracking? I've been streamings, haven't I? Streaming. You have been streamings. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, basically, during Dupe's 48-hour stream, um, he started a, a Leal save. I did. But I enjoyed I, that. I, well, I don't think you were really into it. But the, <laughs> basically, the, the three of us kind of kicked off this Leal save, and, and I basically I just stole it. I said, oh. I'm into this, I want this. And he said, tell you what, you can have it, I'm knackered. So, um, yeah, I, I took the save file and I've run with it. So um, we made, well, fr- Mr. Friday Night FM actually signed uh, Indica at the start of the save when we were all round dupes. Um, and since then I've signed uh, just Palacios. We didn't need a central midfielder, but I haven't managed Palacios yet on this year's FM, so I wanted him. And t- he, it turns out he's amazing. Um, but yeah, Leal, fun save, like lots of potential in the squad, a uh, little bit of cash, and they're in the ch- they start in the Champions League. So um, we've actually done pretty well in the Champions League group. So we've we've got a bit of uh, bit of money out of that, which is obviously topical for today's podcast. Um, yeah, we've we've st- in the league. We've been pretty inconsistent. Um, I think we're sitting around fifth at the moment. Uh, but it's a competitive league. PSG are well out on their own, but everyone else is kind of. There's a lot of teams making up that chasing pack, so I'm still, you know, I'm hoping to finish in a European place this year, and that's all the board want. So the pressure is kind of off for the first season, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, just enjoying the save, enjoying streaming again. Um, it's nice to manage somewhere other than England because that's kind of the only place I've been recently uh, for a few FMs. So yeah, it's it's a nice change, and uh, and I've got high hopes for it. How are you finding France itself? Like you've just said that you've not been outside of England for a while, FM wise. Do you know so what? It- it's it's lovely, and uh, the chat in my stream, uh, we're we're hammering home some of these um, some of these French phrases. Well, so like we've got Google Translate on the go, generally at all times. Um, so we're learning as well as playing Football Manager. But Victor Seaman has been renamed uh, Le Grand Vic. 
because I called him Big Vic a few times and someone said we should rename him. Um, so yeah, it's it's an educational stream as well as uh, a fun one. I like to think that the podcast is kind of educational as well. You can't dangle that fruit of uh, hearing Curtie do a couple of French phrases and not actually deliver, Curtie. So what have you learned Ooh. this week? So today so maybe I learned... we could do, sorry to butt in, but maybe we could, because I'm being French, so that's fine, it's being rude. Um, maybe we could uh, do like a Curtie's French quiz, uh, f- like French quote of the week. So okay, well, I've got, I've got one week. for you. The one that I learned today mm-hmm. was uh, Le Champion S.E.C.I. I know what that means. Wonder Kids, they were a thing. Cheesy and surrender monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was, I pissed myself. What does that mean, Kay? Uh, It translates to, the champ is here. Damn, Ah. lost the point. Le champion est ici. I can see this being the quiz next week, by the way. Is that champ or champion, though? Because champion, champion, isn't that that how? Is it the champ is here or the champion is here? Le champion. The S-E-C. I mean, it does. Uh, it, that sounds like an awful lot like not answering the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just it's repeating. Not, I'm sure it's, it's, it's a Robbie Savage way of answering a question. <laughs> I'm sure it fits louder. <laughs> I'm sure it fits both ways. But yeah, that's uh, my Curtis phrase of the week. There you go. Jingle here, Matt. Can you make a jingle for that? No. I mean, he's going to get sacked in a week, so don't bother. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Won't, it won't last. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> If if you're still there next week, maybe we can we can talk. Okay. David, Pentagon challenge. Pentagon. Talk to me. Yeah, I am uh, still really really enjoying it. So uh, coming towards the end of my fourth season as a manager in the Pentagon Challenge, and still at Mishau, uh, I I have settled on the pronunciation of that now. Um, and looking like a top four team again in the Chinese Super League this season. I'll be disappointed if I don't get top four. I'm about three quarters of the way through that season. I should be done in time for my uh, standard Monday update. Uh, but currently in the quarterfinal of the Asian Champions League, I don't think I'll win it this season. I don't think we've quite got the quality to win it, but uh, we're doing well. Got through the group stage with, with ease, to be honest. The only team, we finished second in our group, uh, Brisbane Raw finished above us. Um, we then had in the first knockout round, we played Beijing, who were one of my bogey teams actually in China, That one of the only teams that I hadn't ever got a result against. First leg at home, I lost 1-0. Second leg went 1-0 down. I thought, you know what, there's no chance. And we made a ridiculous comeback. We, we won 2-1, got the one on our way goals. And now we're actually playing Sydney in the quarterfinal. So at the time of recording the pod, I'm 1-0 down on aggregate. Um, but I've had a couple of injuries at the wrong time, really. So I've had to revert formation. So I'm unbeaten in about six, but they're all draws, which is a bit frustrating. So hopefully by the time I've got the second leg against Sydney, I've got my more attacking players back and go. I can go quite attacking and, and win the game. Uh, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to at the end of the season is Guangzhou or Guangzhou or whatever. They're by far the best team in China. They've got Manuel Pellegrini in charge. He's retiring at the end of the season. So obviously they're looking for a new manager. So I'm hoping that maybe I can apply for that job and get that job and, and get the Asian Champions League out of the way by the end of next season. But the jobs that I've been applying for at the moment, there's not many to be fair, but a lot of them are coming back and saying that I've not won enough silverware in my career. So I'm hoping that's not the defining reason why maybe I don't get a big job. But still at Mizau, still with a pretty doing really well with a pretty poor squad to be fair. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how we how we carry on for the rest of this season. What is like the equivalent level 
that you're playing at at the moment? Like, wh- what would you say is a, a league that people might be a bit more familiar Kevin. with? So obviously, the Chinese Super League, the I'd probably say it's hard to say because Guang, Guangzhou or Guangzhou or whatever they've got. They've got some really good players and the quality of player actually in the league is really, really good. And there are some Chinese players who are could easily play lower Premier League Championship standard. So I'd say the league as a whole is probably mid to lower Championship standard. Uh, but my Mizhao team are, would, in, in real life, would struggle probably in League 1, League 2. But I think I've almost got them playing like a Mick McCarthy workman type style of play to actually just grind out results. So we never, we very rarely win big. And our finances aren't big. And I think that's the, the defining factor that's holding me back at the moment. So I think by the end of next season, it'll be season five. And I'm hoping that I could have my first Champions League under wraps. I think once I get the first one, the next four should be pretty easy. It's just getting the job and getting the timing right for every job. When are you um, When are you shaving your head, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Duke, Duke can explain this for people that don't understand. Don't jerk the question. No, Same time as he gets his Ruben Neves tattoo. Yeah. East side of Never. Duke's not interested, is he? Literally for charity. <laughs> no, but I, the thing is, mate, I am interested because you're a man of your word. You said you were going to come down, you're going to sit next to me in the charity stream. You then very boldly stated that <laughs> um, while you're sat next to me, that if we were to hit the target of £2,500, uh, you would get your head shaved. Uh, and we are nearly a week past you stating that. Uh, and yet you, you seem to have a hair upon your head. Um, so I'm not interested, not angry. I'm just fucking disappointed. Look, if I had a bit of context to this. So it was about midnight, just after midnight. And You've been awake for four hours, Dave. Do, Grow up. Dupe had about seventeen, eighteen hundred pounds in his in his kitty. The target was two and a half. I thought in eight hours, especially early hours of morning when barely anyone's going to be awake. He's not. No disrespect. He ain't going to get eight hundred quid, is he? So it gets to about three a.m. We're on about two grand. And Tiger FM. I don't know if he was high, if he was pissed. He came in and just started pissing money up the wall, putting it in, putting it in this charity pot, and. Uh, I was getting, and everyone's got their hands up to talk, and I'm scared now. Dave, I, I just think that of all the people that was involved in that stream, for you to come out and say you're going to get your head shaved, and yet you haven't done that, you're attacking the guy that donated close to seven, eight hundred quid to charity, to, to charity, Dave. You know, he's done a good deed there because he wants to see your bold head on screen, and you aren't delivering, Dave. If this was a fireplace, mate, you'd have a one-star rating on eBay. Well, I think you're right. Dave is a man of his word, but that word is liar. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe you've described giving to charity as pissing money. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I, I apologise for that phrase. I didn't mean it. Um, just, just on another note, Bliss are absolutely ecstatic for people pissing out the wall. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, Dave, just, just get it done, bud. Like... I appreciate you're probably waiting for a warmer weather. Um, it is cold in Wolverhampton. But just just, just man up. You can't say something and just not follow through. You could just die for a few months. Yeah? Just don't do the videos. No, I'll just wear a cap on the videos. It's just the general public I'm scared of. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would be anyway. Maybe after my birthday I'll do it. Yeah, but it's if you've got weeks. events coming up, how good is that? You can just say, I've, yeah, it's a shame for charity. charity. Everyone's going to think what, you're Dave. a fucking hero. 
Dave, Dave, right. That is a good chat, actually. Dave, look, right, I'll get you a T-shirt, that's right? <laughs> it's all about Dave, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a T-shirt that just says, fuck it, it was for charity. Right? You shave your head, and whenever you go out, you wear this T-shirt. Might get, like, a toupee or something. Just for <laughs> a Are you just worried better. that you're going to look like Neil's dad from the in-betweeners? <laughs> I am. Just I'll get a T-shirt and just oh, say, Marva Wig is a Tahith Chong. <laughs> yeah, I might get that one. Look, hell, Dave. Yeah, hair's grown a bit. Yeah, I know. Can we move on to the next save update anyway? <laughs> uh, Mr. Dupe, as you've been referenced. Do you know Have you uh, recovered from last week? Yeah, I got a absolute um, earth-shattering six hours kip after my 48-hour stream. Uh, then went and ordered a massive domino, smashed that. Uh, then watched United smash a League One team. Then watched Liverpool not smash a League One team. Uh, and then um, watched some wrestling stuff, uh, which I don't know what I'm more ashamed of, to be honest. We watched the Royal uh, Rumble, didn't we, son? Is that what it's called? We had we've fun. We've done a 48 hour stream and then stayed up till four o'clock the next morning. <laughs> 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 I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> So the yes, funny thing um, was, we stayed up to watch it. I fell asleep and at Kurt one is point. the one that fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> had to wake me up. <laughs> so yes, we uh, we did some things. Uh, some of it that I'm not ashamed of. Uh, some of it that I am. But what we have done since uh, WrestleMania or whatever the hell it's bloody called. I don't know. Wrestling King of the Ring. I don't know what it's called. Um, Such a liar. <laughs> I've got face. Um, so what, what we've done is we've, we've, we've finished the season at Swindon Town. Um, we finished the season with seven games without victory. We finished the season with four draws in a row. And we finished the season with drawing to Cheltenham Town of a late 76th minute Danny Rowe goal, which then meant Scunthorpe scored in the eight, 94th minute or third minute to equalise against Oldham, which then put us into the playoff, into the playoffs. Uh, we then played Carlisle. We were bottom, so they were top of the, the table, so they were the better team. We played Carlisle. We drew at home. And then we went and pl- uh, we went and played the, uh, the away leg. And uh, we went 1-0 down quite early on. Um, young Danny Rowe gets a goal in the 86th minute, sends it to extra time. Uh, Lloyd Ishgrove scores in the 98th minute scenes limbs and we beat Carlisle our first win since the middle of April Uh, and this was kind of late May so yeah sorry middle of March sorry and this was late May Uh, and then we went to the playoff final obviously at Wembley we suited we booted uh, and we lost Um, so we're still in this league basically um, we did all right. I'm not going to lie. We played Crawley. They scored quite early on. We then got a goal back. We then got a player sent off. Um, and yeah, it got a little bit messy. I got a little bit upset. Um, but for whatever I did, I changed. You know, I just could not get goals. And um, yeah, it's just a bit frustrating. I'm not going to lie. How is Swindon doing in real life? So Swindon, what you got to remember about Swindon, right, just... just add a little bit of context to this. Swindon, yes, they're top of the league. Okay? They are top of the league and they're probably going to go up to League One, IRL. But what you've got to remember is we're a season ahead. Okay? So we are a season in the future um, where they don't have the loan signings that they have at this current moment in time. They don't have the top goal scorer in the fucking, in all divisions across Europe. They don't have these players. Um, and we are a season ahead. And don't forget... The AI manager, 
I beat him this year. I did better than he did last year. We got to the playoff final. They finished ninth. So, I mean, in all honesty, there's only one winner here. And I think that's me. I disagree. Um, just to roll back to Last FM. Yeah. Uh, when you gave me a lot of shit for not being able to get promoted uh, out of the lower leagues. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's not, not that easy, is it, Dupe? Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll sit here, Herb, and that's absolutely fine. And I'll, I'll take whatever you've got to throw at me. I don't know, some old carrier bags and, a, and, a, and an old sandwich that somebody gifted you earlier. Um, correct. It's, it's not that easy to get out of these lower leagues mm -hmm. when you're playing with no attributes and you're doing something a little bit different, you know. When you've, you know, at least I make my own transfers. Oh, what do you mean? Blimey. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic segue, so well done. Um, does the boss want to answer it, or does the real boss want to answer how the uh, the director of football challenge at West Ham is going? Give it Herb uh, to end a season. What? Because <laughs> that's all he's got. Hang on, hang on. Can I, before we start, before we, we talk about the save, we did uh, finish, we put, put a pin in the European journeyman after got promoted. Uh, yeah, really? top of top of the league, got promoted um, from the Swedish third tier to second tier. So kind of lower league football, about the same level of Swindon. So I respectfully promotion, disagree, mate. Promotion is easy. Actually. You have to put the fucking uh, so let's league, talk about a new anyway, league table Dupe. together Dupe. yourself. Dupe, I'm doing my um, doing my update. If you wouldn't mind, you, you carry on. So. Can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, so we've started started the the new the West the IRL DOF DNA challenge. Shit title. Yeah. It's a great title. It's all yeah. the acronyms. It's terrible. Um, so it's going well. We've we've just hit January. Uh, Joe, you you kicked it all off. So do you want to start, boss? Not really. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I talked about it last week, so thanks for listening. Oh, um, <clears throat> explained that I'd, I'd bought your transfers in for you, and you was terrible. Lost your first seven games, or whatever it was. Okay. Um, but I'll give you a due. You know, gave you a little pep talk on stream, didn't I? All funny. of a sudden, you've turned your form around and. You started playing found... the players that I signed and they're doing well for you. Some of them. Yeah, so uh, after tonight's stream, we're recording on Thursday night and you, you had quite a successful stream, I think. It's, it's gone It's gone much better than, um, than it started. To be fair, it was very strange picking up a team at the very beginning of the season and having to build a tactic and see all the new players in there. It was I felt a little bit lost for the first few games. Uh, but yeah, once we, we sort of Talk to you through, put the plays in. I'm uh, I'm enjoying it a lot now, actually. So, it's it. I mean, I guess this this question is probably pointing towards Joe. Uh, so, who who's coming in 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 January, Joe? Or have you not had your board meetings yet and discussed who you want to get in? Or, well, he's identified that he wants a new goalkeeper and probably a left back. So, I've I've been scouting around, but it really depends on the transfers out because we need to generate a few pennies. Because at the moment, and, I think we've got about half a million pound. Yeah, got no money. And league, Good, league performances, where, where, where to are you in the league? Uh, up to 11th. As of nice, nice. Of stream. That's good. Well, considering That's... first seven games, we'd won one. And we and were you shipped quite a lot of goals in those first couple of games, didn't you? Yeah, we lost 7-1 to Man City. Uh, the thing, to be fair, the 7-1 loss to Man City was cheese. The 3-0 loss to uh, Chelsea was cheese. But we got destroyed by Burnley which hurt a lot because Raz was loving it. Um, that was probably the worst. They literally actually, they like outplayed us and it was, it wasn't, I couldn't really put it down to too much cheese. J-Rod ruined me. 
So I think that was the worst one. Just what Burnley do. But yeah, it's getting it's getting there now. And I've I've had a lot of frustrations with the beta um and the match engine, but I think they keep making small tweaks to it now and it seems to be now that we're we're getting we're playing football. There's not as many FM nineteen clangers I'm seeing. Still having a big issue where we'll we'll have multiple, multiple shots on target and score a goal. And they'll have three on target and score two. And you're like, ah, come on, that feels the same. Um, but yeah, that frustrating is starting to subside a little bit. But I am enjoying it. Looking forward to January, seeing what we can do. Uh, it's quite nice just being able to sit on stream and be like, oh, Joe, my goalie is shit. Can you give me a new goalie, please? Who's your favourite signing so far? Uh, I keep flicking around. I think, oh, I'll say Morellas. He scored like four in one of the games today. After, after having to go against him. When uh when Curtie got destroyed in the uh oh yeah Curtie by the way you said you hadn't played outside England for a while you forgot about Scotland um and then but then today Sisto as well Sisto out on the left he's been doing well so a, a few of the ones you've brought in have been very very good still Kahneman and Raphael not so sure on fuck off really <laughs> Kahneman has been terrible for me Winston nah. Reed is playing much better Winston Reed uh, Reed and Diop at the back have been solid Kahneman no place for him and Raphael. They, they've been aggressive. solid, yet they've got the broken partnership kind of role marker between They're them. They're building it. Mm. They're building the th- it. The thing is, right, Herb, you give me all that shit at the start. I thought I'd listen to you. You gained a lot of respect. I was thinking, actually, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's doing some business. And then you come out with that fucking blasphemy at the end. Kind of his quality. He, he is not doing it for me. We'll give him a chance. On the other hand, and, and Dick has been great for me. So, GGG. Okay, I think that was that was my suggestion, by the way. And Dicker. Everyone's a winner. Mm. Uh, Joseph, you have been touching your personal saves as well. PSV. Oh, mate, I've been touching everything this week. I wondered where you were going. <laughs> Fingers in many there. pies. I've played yeah, Dirty Leeds. I've played Lille. I've played Lose, Swindon. Lose, Lose. I've played PSV. I've played West Ham. I'm all over it. I've played Herbs West Ham. It's been a busy week for Football Manager. Um, I can't even remember what happened now. I, I literally cannot remember what we updated last week. End of the season. I finished, the yeah, season. I, I finished the season with West Ham. Um, I played PSV tonight, which is good. Nice to get back onto that. I only played two so, uh, two games, so I'm, after we've recorded the pod, I'll carry on with that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a week of really, let's say the weekend, playing Dupes Money Will Save was quite fun. Um, I think if... I'd have played those last few games. We probably would have been promoted automatically. Um, but he kept kicking me off stream. You think he was getting a bit jealous? It's narrative, Joe. It's all done for narrative. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, gives you another season with him, doesn't it? I suppose. Is it like was it um, fictional football manager story? I can't remember what the, the the tagline was back in the day for narrative. No idea. No. And then Herb nicely uploaded a save file for the DOF challenge, and I sat at work and. Done a bit of scouting whilst I was at work on, on that save. So that's going to be quite interesting. And then, yeah, uh, I can't remember what night it was, but I couldn't sleep. So I, I just kind of built my my West Ham squad for the second season. Um, I'm now playing a 3 I know it's a three-one-four-two system. Um, got fed up of wing-backs just constantly being your, the players that have the most opportunities in games. So I decided that I'll just buy really fast, really attacking wingers and play them as wingbacks just to see if they can score more. And I ended up pushing them a little bit further forward and now they're devastating. I signed um, 
Dilverson, um, and Venderson Galeno, and they had rapid, they're like 17 pace and acceleration. They just destroy everybody down the wings. How difficult are you finding it, obviously, juggling Herb's West Ham save, but also having your own one on the go? Well, it's tempting to buy the same players, but because Herb said he wanted to go the FIBRA route, I haven't necessarily done that with my West Ham save because I wanted to buy younger players because what I wanted to do is build like a, a unit of players that grow together. So as the older players are kind of getting towards the end, as these new younger players come in, they're, they're going to get five or six seasons together to, to grow as a collective. Whereas with Herb, because he wants more fibre based players, they tend to be more developed, a bit older, um, with kind of the higher mental attributes. So I haven't had too much crossover. I had a conversation on Twitter about goalkeepers the other day and I was tempted to buy the same goalkeeper that I bought um, in my own save. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that because I'd like to see Herb's progression versus my own progression to see you know what, what difference is. Golden FM, he's played a West Ham save and he won the league in the first season. So it makes everyone feel like shit. But 4-3-1-2. No, what is it? 4-3-1-2 or 4-2-3-1? He played Gagan Press. And literally, you know, yeah, won the league in the first yeah, season with West Ham. We can all save and reload. <clears throat> Dave. Dave and reload. <laughs> Trademark. So after seeing Dupe's Twitter thread about his finances at Dirty Leeds, we thought we would use the next few weeks to talk about finances in Football Manager. This week we'll be taking a look about look at look we were talking about income, followed by expenses next week. And hopefully with listener input, we'll round this triple threat up with questions from you, the listeners. So let's get started. Dupe, you might as well tell the listeners the story behind the Twitter thread. So basically what what's what's happened is is I'm just a fucking dreadful uh finance uh, manager when it comes to football manager saves that I think I'm only going to play for three or four years. Um, uh, Dirty Leeds was always going to be like a, a two or three season thing. So I just thought we'd put things on never, never try and get the, uh, the success disappear out of town before they realized I've made their club go to shit. Um, we've kind of normally what I do is I just start a new save. Uh, however, it piqued my interest. This, the fact that we were so badly in debt and I thought I could clear this. I could come in, I could clear this. This was the day after my um, day after my 48 hour stream. So I was very clear minded on what we should do. Um, so what I did was I exported data and I put it into a spreadsheet from a football manager into another spreadsheet. Uh, and basically what I was, was I was about 120 million pounds in debt from monthly installments over the next two years or four, six monthly installments. Uh, that was varied from maybe 30 million a year, uh, one, one month or in January and then 50 million in July. Uh, and it just, it was ex so expensive. So what I did was, was I kind of decided there's two ways I do it. I, I sell all the players I want to sell and I want to bank as much money as I can into the bank, sit it there. So when the installments come out, we can, we can afford the installments. The other option was was to try and extract as much value as I can by structuring deals when I sell players. So so actually say, look, pay me five million up front, but then we'll put more money on your never-never, which then in turn will pay my never-never. So I did that with a lot of my, my big signings and I actually got it 
uh, after about six, or maybe I think it was about four or five signings, maybe six, where throughout those next two years, we're actually going to be in instalments. We're going to be in a positive of 16 million. So we actually brought in 134 million pounds of, of instalments over the next well, four windows or two years. Uh, and then it was down to the money that I had used as the up, or brought in as the up cost, up front cost was to replace the players that we brought in or we sold, sorry. Uh, and those players that we bring in on low value, or low wages, and just keep the money as, as low as we could. We halved our transfer, uh, our wage budget, uh, and we brought players in, for example, like Goetzer, 32 years of age, still got the attributes that will do what I need him to do at Leeds. Uh, and I've got the um, I've got the, the team that I bought him from to pay 50 grand of his wages. I'm paying eight grand a week to have Goetzer in my team. You know, and this is how we've done it. And now we're just going to be playing through the next couple of years and our predictions or our projections, I should state, are looking that at the end of these installments, we're going to be in, you know, in, in the, in the good side of the graph, not the bad side. So, uh, it took a long time. It took, you know, it did take a good afternoon. It took a massive, large dominoes and some, some proper brain power, but we, we only gone and done it. So now we've just got to make sure we, we hit the uh, the the targets set by the board. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, Leeds uh, the early part of the two thousands massively overspent and paid for it. Um, but I guess in real life, it wouldn't really happen this way, would it? You wouldn't be able to get themselves get yourselves out of uh, such a mess because the the team buying your players would know that you were up shit creek and would basically be approaching the negotiations from a much more um a much stronger sort of position uh and you, you know you'd have to sort of bend over and take it as it were kinky what I will say though Curry is Leeds clearly haven't learnt from their lessons knowing that we had 120 million going out over the next four windows they still offered me 95 million in the transfer market we, uh, in, you know, as a transfer budget, we had negative 65 million in the bank and they were quite happy to offer me nearly a hundred million pounds to go and buy players. So they clearly haven't learned. Um, but yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. To be fair, like at Blackburn, uh, when they got relegated, like, well, subsequent relegations, um, Steve Keane spending slash Jerome Anderson spending was ridiculous and they signed awful players on ridiculous wages for ridiculous fees. And so they did have to completely restructure the club. They had to get rid of Jordan Rhodes, who was on massive wages, uh, and pretty much rinse the entire playing squad and reevaluate, bring some youth players up to sort of fill voids. So it does happen. And even though other clubs know that you are maybe in a situation um i don't think they necessarily always exploit it maybe at the highest level they do um but i have at least in blackburns or my my experience of watching the blackburn situation unfold over a, a number of years um i have seen it sort of happen where things have had to change quite drastically to be able to get the club on an even keel and i think uh, with ffp now being more prevalent particularly in in those leagues um, where like you just had Derby who have sort of failed FFP. 
I guess it's almost doing its job. But it, it the thing is, it's not. It's doing its job after as a, as, a, as a reaction to a situation. It's not preventing these things from happening. It's just a a penalty for allowing it to happen in the first place. It's like it's like letting the bath overfill with water, then deciding to take the plug out. Exactly, you know, that's the best it, analogy I think I've ever heard for it, it, how FFP it's works. It's already fucked. Oh, we're just you know, and yeah, yeah, you take the plug out, but you still don't turn the taps off. Do you know what I mean? That's literally what it's doing. Um, it's a different element to a save, right? So everyone says, "Oh, I can't think of a good save to do or something different." Um, yes. This was by accident. Well, not by accident. I didn't think I'd carry this save on, but it's definitely. I'm. I'm super excited. You know, at the weekend when we do our early streams, we're going to be smashing a bit of dirty leads, and now it's put that other thing that. Hang on, we still need to get the success. We want to get out of the trouble, and let's see where we can kind of now glide to. The problem is, is with the board giving me a hundred million to spend, they're expecting quite a lot of success. Um, so you know, probably going to get sacked. Yeah, just to clarify, I didn't I didn't mean uh, it it wouldn't happen that a club would get itself into that state. Obviously, like if anyone's seen the Sunderland documentary, that, that you know it's relatively easy done. My my point was it, it wouldn't happen that a club would be able to get themselves out of that state in such a quick period of time, and it would probably end up with like you say a club being relegated um, because they're having to offload players. I guess it like I said it depends in the. The, the particular scenario and also the value of the players that you're talking about as well, which I may or may not allow you to, to do this. Um, we should probably get sort of onto the topic of our hints and tips and things that we do to try and generate income, unless anyone else has anything else to 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 add to what we were just briefly discussing. Cause I that think was Joe that. does. I was only going to ask her if it was the Sunderland documentary that Dave was in. Oh, God. Were you in that, Dave? Yeah, he is. I need to uh, to claim my... uh, (laughs) You're on mute, mate, just so you know. Sorry, yeah. I said I I need to write a letter to them to claim some money, I think. Are you actually in it? Yeah. Sign the NDA. Oh, Dave doesn't sign NDAs. I do, but I break them. Doesn't pay attention (laughs) to them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what tips do we have for other people who are perhaps taking on a save where either they have a club that doesn't have much money that they want to generate income for or are in a similar situation to dupe where they need to generate income to get themselves out of debt. And I see this quite frequently where people are playing in sort of lower league saves where competition prize money isn't enormous. So they look for other ways of boosting their finances. Um, Audi Cup. Audi Cup every season. I think Mr. Friday Night FM wrote it off of the byline, if I'm correct. Uh, A friendly cup every year. You get you earn so much money of that from lower league. Uh, I'm just about to start season two in league in league two in at her. Yeah, I'm in league two. I didn't get promoted because it's a hard game this year, didn't it? Um, and you know, the first thing I'm doing is I'm just gonna. I, I mean, I need to find a tactic A that will work for us, but uh, also use the fact that you know home friendlies whack, whack some uh, good teams there, generate some good income, uh, and try and get some fans through the door. See, one of my little tricks that I do is I get the away friendlies against the big clubs because they can have they can hold more in a, in their stadium therefore and you get a a big cut of the or you get a sizable cut of the gate at least it will be more than if you were to host them at home the uh, the friendly thing like that used to be such a cheat didn't it almost 
Yeah. They've kind of gimped it a little they've, bit now. They've nerfed yeah. it a bit, haven't they? Yeah. But like, yeah. I remember a few versions ago, if you started as a lower league club, just play a few big clubs and you were basically set up for about three years. Or we'll like go a- to Ireland. Yeah, go to go to Ireland. You don't have like there is no such thing as an airfare for like a full twenty five team or player squad. They can all go. It doesn't matter. It's not going to cost you a penny apparently. And so whatever the you know whatever they were charging for you to appear in this friendly, you'd get it all. The uh, the other good thing is um, getting a parent club if you're a lower league club. Certainly, get get yourself a parent club. I mean. Uh, on my older shot save, I've got Chelsea, uh, and we don't have to play a friendly against. Well, no, we don't play friendly against them, but they're under twenty threes in real life. Play at older shot, um, so it, you know it's already set up on the game. But like, it's always lovely when you get that annual payment. I can't even remember how much it is. It's like sixty grand or something. It's mm. you know for a lower league club, it's quite a nice little injection of cash. And the fact you can use and abuse their youngsters, that sounded bad. Uh, you can literally take their, their school good... of under 18. <laughs> you can take their good good kids and, 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 and bring them in. <laughs> uh, we've done it at Swindon. I'm just going to carry on uh, with, with Sterling. Sterling and Whiteman, uh, our goalkeeper and our, one of our strikers uh, from Tottenham. We, that's their our parent club. And we managed to get them in, not pay them a penny whilst they're here. And, and I mean, they've played every game this season. So, slight, sorry, dude, I didn't mean no, to cut a, you off there. A, um, slight tangent with what we were saying about parent clubs. Has anyone had it? Because like, usually the, the agreement is you can loan a few players from them, you get a bit of money and a potential friendly, but then if they get first option on any good players that you have come through, has anyone had any of their affiliates or parent clubs trying to poach any of their good players that come through? No. I've never seen it either, but I, I don't no. know if... No, I've never had that. Not from memory. To be fair, though, I am Swindon, so. Wait, I mean, so there's, there's not a lot you, locally like, to Swindon. You've had like apart golden generations, the... so I didn't know if any clubs have sort of swooped in, like particularly parent clubs have swooped in and sort of actually used their first option on any of them or not. No. When I was, no, no, uh, yeah. my older shot save on FM19, my board just wanted to sell all my players to, to the first bidder, basically. So, Jeez. bastards, bastards. I guess an obvious one, if you are a lower league club, or and that can be anything from basically the championship downwards, uh, is sort of cup runs. Yeah, and like, do you? Does anyone actually specifically prioritise like a, a, a league cup or even the? Well, it's not even the uh, not even the Johnston's Paint Trophy, but the equivalent of whatever it is now, um, or the FA Cup. Do they? Do you prioritise? those competitions over the league it's in in like if you are like hard up money wise i wouldn't say prioritize but part of the villarreal project was every game that you play in europe is a potential to increase your reputation kind of on a on a bigger kind of global scale so it was you know every game go for it and maximize your opportunity and the same with um West Ham in real life, apparently part of Moyes' contract was that he has to have a go in the Cups, which worked out really well. Um, <laughs> again, I think that, that was a bit more to get the fans involved rather than the financial side. And I think like the Carabao Cup and stuff like that, it's like you get seven grand for winning a match. Yeah. I think it's like 100 grand if you win overall. So it's not not mega money for the kind of the teams a bit lower down. But like the FA Cup, you can, you can do all right out of. Yeah, I mean, we had a bit of a, a Carabao Cup run uh, with us. Unfortunately, they didn't stick a single one on telly. 
Uh, we played uh, and knocked out championship team, championship team, championship team, and didn't stick us on the telly, which was quite frustrating. Um, one thing I will say is, is something that that I would quite like. Uh, now, this is maybe something that someone will tell me, but you can you on your schedule you can have the fact that how how much you would you earn if it, your game's on telly, but you should be able to have on there how much you took for you know earn that game. Because you can't really pinpoint it on your finances. I know this is going on a tangent, so I do apologise. But on your finances, you can't pinpoint exactly how much you brought in on gate receipts. It tells you attendances, but it doesn't tell you any more than that. And I'm sure that should be able to benefit you in some way, shape or form, right? I think I saw someone suggest that on it was, Twitter. I believe the it was Jim, wasn't it? Jim G? Possibly. What, what benefit oh, no, it's, it's CLF. CLF. That was it. It's just nice to know, isn't it? It's, it's nice just. To know. I think it's. I guess uh, you can work it out, though, can't you? Like, oh you yeah. I I had a, a I had a mail feeder. about that though on FM. I had a mail that you when you break your record for gate receipts, you get a message about it. Yeah. But I had one yesterday. You, yeah, you get the you get a message when you break the record, but you can't. Well, you don't see it like you can't go season. back and. Yeah, that's the only time you ever see it. All oh, right. Okay. You effectively yeah. have to work it like re- work it out in reverse. Reverse. Yeah. So yeah. you you know you divide it by the either the ticket price or the. But you don't know how many kids, for that month. Yeah, you don't know how many kids turned up or OAPs or students, you know, different prices. Yeah. I was just, just going back to the, the cup thing. I think now, um, especially like Joe said, with the amount of money that you get from, say for argument's sake, the Carabao Cup, um, I, I think most clubs in England now, I say most, even at conference or conference north or south level, are at an okay level financially in-game. So you could go into a game and most clubs are going to have, you know, a decent amount of cash. They're not going to be so ridiculously in debt that one Carabao Cup game is going to like, you know, you know, be like you've won the lottery almost. So I think like the Cup games don't really matter as much, like Joe said. And because I think the clubs are in such a good state, I don't think it's essential that as soon as you sign up for a team, you're thinking, right, I want to go on a cup run. Yeah, for you as a manager, it's quite fun and so on. But financially, I don't think long-term it's going to have a huge effect on on what it... If you download a custom database, for argument's sake, like I remember Teach did last year, it was like his club had like a fiver in the bank and, and stuff like that. And I think anything like that would help hugely. Um, but at the conference level, you might pay a wage off for, for the year or whatnot. Obviously, it helps, but it's, it's not a huge impact. I disagree a little bit. Um, when I I think I was in League 2 with Aldershot um, last year, and I got to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and it was yeah. f- it was fucking massive for us. It basically set us up. We, we had seven figures in the bank like after that cup run. It was incredible. How much do you get? Like, into, I know Joe said you don't really get much of Carabao Cup. Is FA Cup a lot more? FA Cup's much better. And obviously, yeah. I think we had a couple of away games Bigger as well, attempt, like yeah. that we got yeah. replays for. So the gate receipts were, were phenomenal. Yeah, they're massive. Like, we beat, we beat on the way, we beat Aston Villa um, in one game, uh, I think in a replay. So we, ha- we had them at home and then had the benefit of the away game. Um, so, yeah, the FA, the FA Cup is. Um, is huge. Um, in terms of the Carabao Cup, I think you're right. I think it's ma- the main the main benefit there is kind of on gate receipts. What you were saying about reputation, though, Joe, does it does that work? Like, obviously, in Europe, if you're getting wins in Europe, it probably helps your European reputation. But does it work in the same way domestically? So, if you have a good cup run um, as a conference team, would your 
teams sort of standing in the kind of end of year, you know, reputation table, if you like, would that would that improve through that cup run? Couldn't honestly tell you um, without kind of actually doing some research behind it. But I know the the whole Villarreal project part of it is is about obviously if you're winning games in Europe, especially if it's like Champions League, you're generating a lot of income by by winning. So you know, like some some teams will get to nine or ten points, and then they've got a couple of games where they've just filled the kids. Like the the whole point of the Villarreal project is you play your first team, maximize your opportunity to make money, and then obviously because of you know, you will get when you're in like the Champions League. Obviously, you're going to be getting your reputation is going to be good if you're winning games. But I couldn't tell you if like a conference team having a good cup run would would increase it. I, I should think it would. To I some mean, lo- yeah, the I logic it suggests yeah. it does, yeah. right? But I just like, didn't know. If I it, didn't it would, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. whether it'd do it in game or not, I'm not sure. So, do did touch on sort of usage of sort of player sales to generate income is there any sort of like i've had things like way back when where i'd you know i guess gamify things a bit and sell players to clubs and then loan them back in for the with them paying their wage so i basically gain the player and get the money which i don't know if it's it's not overly realistic you wouldn't really get that happening other tell them the story come on matt i've already i've told it many times so um we won't we won't go down that road again, but other than like the the odd sort of young player who gets signed and then gets loaned back straight away as part of the the initial deal, um, you don't you wouldn't get that I don't think um, in reality. But in FM, it's always possible. But I've, that used to be a, a trick that I've done for, for at multiple clubs for multiple players, where I've I've loaned them back, not having to pay them a cent for for any of their services, and then re-signing them. On like once their contract runs out with the their parent club, as it were. Um, but does anyone else have anything, any sort of nice little sneaky things, or because we we've spoken about a couple of things and I can't quite remember what they are um, off the top of my head. But there are a couple of little things that we've done in the past to try and sort of increase the income that we get when selling the player. The only thing I was saying, obviously, I was I was aiming for this job solely because of um, covering my monthly outgo, my month, sorry, my instalments. But you you can you can seep so much more out by whacking it on instalments. Like I'm talking, I mean, I don't know the maths. I was going to say a percentage. Then it's a good percentage more that I was taking from from these clubs by saying, Do you know, what, actually, don't pay me thirty million. Pay me forty million, but pay me five up front and pay the rest on instalments. It it you you can you can do a lot. See, I've I've done it. I've done the whole uh, get them to. I guess it's more um, either sort of using like player trades effectively. So getting them to exchange players. Um, if I'm struggling to get rid of someone, because I'd rather pay someone who maybe I want or can use um, on a lower wage as part of a transfer rather than sort of wasting a player who's on like 100k a week, get someone in who's on 25k who can do a backup job um, whilst also getting 100k off the wage budget or 75 net anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, I don't know whether it's a good financial thing, 
Um, but as we're talking transfers, um, just straight up swaps. Has anyone actually had that work? I had years ago. I think yeah, not for many, many years. Yeah, I've I very, very rarely have I ever seen like a, a, a like just a straight, no cash involved swap. Because I, I, I remember like uh, I think it was Chelsea wanting Jesse Lingard, and they wanted like thirty million for him, and I wanted Hazard. They wanted thirty million for Hazard, so I thought, here we go, bang, nah, nothing, wouldn't do it. I, I can't remember what the deal was in the end, but we did get him. But I can't remember what it was, but it was not a straight swap. Um, I just think maybe they, the, the weight of the player doesn't doesn't actually come come into it much. How often Not, do straight swaps happen in real life, though? Mkhitaryan and uh, uh, Sanchez that happened okay. straight straight swap one. That's one, one. Um, so they are they are pretty pretty rare, rare sort yeah. of in general. Um, I, I guess think, it, I think um, like just to go back to the question, like obviously. Installments are always a good thing, especially if you've got monthly payments, like if your club's paying off a loan or, or you know, like Duke was saying, uh, having those players that you've bought, having those installments to cover the kind of the payments that you're making to another club creates a little bit of a merry-go-round. Um, but sell-on clauses as well, like especially for younger players, always chuck in like as much of a sell-on clause as as you can and you know of the transfer fee rather than just the profit um that's always a good one for future money makers and then just as, you know every now and again out of nowhere you, you kind of get a little cash injection those those transfer fee ones are very very difficult to get in the contracts though i don't think i've had one for a long time the percentage of transfer fee over percentage of profit it's much harder to get them to negotiate out of fund i guess it depends on how much they want it, the player yeah true and also oh. how how much you've you've sold them for initially, because ultimately if you've sold them for nothing like next to nothing, and then that so twenty or twenty five thirty percent profit of of a player who you sold for a hundred k and they sell for five million is going to be a lot more than if you well it's probably going to work out to be about the same roughly really but ten um, percent of player mm-hmm. sale probably works out to be about the same because you you know it's it's I guess it's rare and it's probably more. That that situation happens for te- sort of teams in lower leagues where you get like a golden generation, and then you will inevitably get a larger club swoop in for them, and so that you're basically your board will probably bend you over a barrel. So you want to have as much control as possible. So you'll sell them, uh, so that at least you can structure the deal rather than they offer like two million up front, and then the board just says yes, we've snapped their hand off. Tough shit, sunshine. I think one of the big things that I picked up from Joe many, 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 many pods ago is that every player has a price. So I think with the uh, Orient save last year coming up from the Vanarama National League, I think the one time we did get relegated, we actually made more money in the relegation season than we did when we were in the championship because we every player I had had a price. And knowing that if you have got uh, a player that's got a decent bit of potential in a lower league and one of the big boy clubs come in for him and they come in for him a second time, the chances are deadline day, they're going to come in for him more. Uh, so you can usually eke it up and don't be afraid to sell your players. There's a few in that older shot, uh, older shot save. It's fucking Curtie getting in my head. Um, in the late in Orient save. Yeah, I know. Uh, in the Orient save where we sold them for young prospects who had a bit of potential, sold them for a million, million and a half, which 
for us was massive. Uh, and then two seasons later, brought him back for about 200 grand uh, once they realised they weren't going to be Premier League players, but were fine for us in League One. So I think make sure every player, you know every player's value and you're not afraid to take the money from. And I think as well, I think everyone has it where they want to sell a player. So you'll be transfer list, listing them, you'll be offering mm-hmm. them out to clubs and they just never get kind of picked up or it just comes up no one wants to make an offer for them. One thing that I found quite successful, and I've done this in, in the, the West Ham save for you, Herb, is offer to loan them out. If you know you're not going to play them, offer to loan them out and try and get a percentage of their wage first. So if you've got a player that, let's, let's say Lanzini, 100 grand a week, it's better to get like 50% of his wages paid if you're not going to play him for that season. Because instead of paying like 5.2 million, you'll be only you'll be paying him 2.6. So you're not necessarily making an income so much as you're saving to make an income. And then what I've been doing with these loan signings is putting the op, like the, the mandatory fees in as well. And mm-hmm. you can normally negotiate a fairly good price. But one thing with the wages, if they come back and say they don't want to pay wages, put a monthly fee in. But if you work out what, say, say what with Lanzini, if it's a hundred grand, I've been looking at, right, well, what's, you know, what, if we're doing 50%, let's go in and say, right, let's try and get 200 grand a month instead. So, and then if you go in as a 200,000 pound monthly fee, they're accepting it rather than the 50% wages. It's weird it's how weird. it works, but I've been trying it quite a lot. And if they don't, if they don't accept the wages, do it as a fee with no wages and they're, they're kind of accepting them. So you can definitely save money if you can't sell the players by loaning them out and then just try and get in, obviously, a mandatory future fee. Um, it's worked out quite well. When I, I see a lot of people saying that they just they find it really difficult to sell players. Well, use the loan options. I mean, you've got that um, centre mid from Dynamo that I got on loan and got a mandatory fee off the end of that for like five million, which was nothing for for a player of his calibre. So it does work really well. So I've done similar things, and basically, I guess it depends on the buying club having whether they have money in the transfer budget or wage budget as to which they prefer to go for. But ultimately, it's fifty grand in your pocket, using your example, regardless. And I was just wondering whether also loaning them out gives them the game time. Because I wonder if, so one of the things we're looking at with Lanzini is I've actually, this stream, just started playing him to see whether actually giving him some game time is easier to sell a player that is playing than it is to sell a player that's not playing. And whether, if that does work, a loan would be great as well because you're getting the fee paid and hopefully selling him off to a, or loaning him to a club that's going to play him where then he's likely to keep his value, keep from form and maybe attract someone down the line. Put him in the shop vin- window. Exactly. Shop window. Shop window. <laughs> it's from Wolverhampton. Um, I have noticed as well that if you try and sell a player for a low value, the ball are coming in and, and stopping the transfer a lot more in FM20 yeah, than any, any other. With mm. loans, I haven't had it at all. And the other so way around. So when I put a low mandatory fee in for like the end of the contract, not seen it. So it might be a little workaround if you do need to get them out and you, you're kind of happy to take a bit of a haircut on them. Do it that. Do it through the loan system. On a non-finances related FM thing, uh, like you said, that I'm getting that a lot with the board as well. But now, for the first time ever, I'm getting my captain actually uh, telling players to stop moaning as well. When I ask the captain to sort it out, every time, probably ninety percent of the time of this save now, it's works. So happy days. Happy days. Well, hopefully you've picked up some pointers there, and you will continue to do over the next couple of episodes as well. Um, we have actually got a, a huge 
I say huge. We've got a few more there, but we haven't really managed to fit them all in. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you've picked up some pearls of wisdom. I, I will say, because there is a lot, lot that we've kind of written down that we're going to run out of time for. I have planned two byline pieces for, for income and expenses. So hopefully we can kind of get a lot of this into blog format as well. Beautiful. There we go. Full service. Um, the reason why we're running out of time is because we have to have time for Kurt Dizzle's quiz. Kurt's quiz! Kurt Dizzle's quizzles. I was hoping quizzles. you were going to... Yeah. Uh, I could have. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, right, uh, so uh, this idea was given to me by FMZ Gaming. It's quite a good idea. He, he was at a quiz where uh, they did this, and it kind of ties into the finances because obviously one of the many ways that you can make money as a club is um, by signing so a marquee to... player and selling loads of shirts with the name and number on the back. So with that in mind, uh, I'm going to be giving you all a club a year and the player, and all you have to do is give me the squad number the player was wearing that season. Oh, so it's got uh, nothing to do with finance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd link that really well. I thought uh, I'm excited. I'm like numbers. brilliant numbers. I can do numbers. It's my hey. job. It's not. It's fucking shirt numbers. Right. So uh, we are playing first to buzz in. Old school rules. I'm not. I'm not gonna do viking dan rule i feel like we've we've not done that for a long time we've passed the viking dan who's that exactly uh so right so we're gonna start question number one or player number one this guy started well this guy was playing for manchester united in 1996-97 season and his name was david beckham what was his shirt uh, number? Joe. Dupe. Joe. 24. Incorrect. Nerd. Nerd. 10. 10 is correct. So nice. He scored the uh, goal against Wimbledon. The goal against Wimbledon. Opening day. Was that the opening day? It was. It was, so. yeah, it was yeah. It was in a caravan that day. It was lovely. Tremendous. I lied. It was shit. I wasn't born. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Leicester. 2015-16 and Golo Kante. What was that man's squad number? Key player in the Leicester title winning team. Oh, not that long ago. Dave. Dave. Going to guess 23. Incorrect. Suck me. Obviously Dude. there are no minus points so yeah. you can all have a go if you so. want. Chuck my name in the hat. Doop. Doop. 17. Incorrect. Let the other three Google it quickly. I am going to... Can you go again? No. Joe. Joe. 14. Correct. Just great Google. Close. Yep. Right, number three. Chelsea. 2008-2009. Oh. Nicholas Anelka. Oh. Joe. Herb. Joe. Oh. 39. Correct. Bags. Did you know that one, Herb? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. 
Hagsman. Number four, Liverpool. Oh six oh sorry oh seven oh eight. Peter Crouch. Joe. Doop. Joe. Fifteen. Correct. Oh. Joe, have you hacked my email? Uh, <laughs> you hacked my wife. Question number five. West Ham. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be hard. Oh nine ten. Colton Cole. Oh. Oh, Dave. Dave. Nine. No. Oh, suck me. Oh, David. That's too easy. Joe. Joe. Is it 12? It is. Oh. Have they retired that number at West Ham now? No, number six. Oh, I knew it was. Honor of Carlton Cole. Marlon Harewood. Yeah, it's better for Wolf. Number six. Blackburn. Here we go. 94 95. Semi. Oh, he's put it in his era as well. Stuart Ripley. Sutton. Seven, that was. Chris Sutton. Go on, Matt. 16. Oh, nerd. Oh, sorry. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot no, that that was supposed to be. trousers. He's done a curry. Sorry. Correct. We'll give you. We'll let you Number have seven. Wolves. Here we go. 11 12 season. Shit. Matt Jarvis. Doop. Doop. 14. No. no. Dave. Fuck. Dave. 17. Correct. Come on. He's he's on Ruffle your feathers. Up the May Jarvis. Currently, uh, he's about to join Woking IRL. Is he really? Someone, someone like that, yeah. Woking. Oh. <laughs> he's Woking, yeah. Fake news. Number eight. Tottenham. 14-15. Harry Kane. 14, 15. 14, 15. Dave. Harry Kane. Dave. 28. No. Suck me. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if anyone gets it right beyond this point, everyone should just be guessing because obviously no one knows what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. Nerd. 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 I'm gonna, I'm, I think this is a Curti. I'm going to go for a nine. No. Damn it. Doop. Doop. 39. Oh. No. Oh. That's it. I Herb. Herb. 21. No. 18. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. Oh, Did come you know? on, last. <laughs> he didn't even say his name. Doop. <laughs> 18. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. No, he's, he's 18. Season. He's number nine now, isn't he? <laughs> he's number 10 now, actually. Burst. Not for England, he's not. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> number nine Arsenal Invincible season 03-04 Freddie Jungberg Dave nerd nerd oh fuck no it's gone 23 Joe. no not 23 <laughs> Joe Joe 15 no Dave Doop Dave 14 no Shagger Doop Doop 8 yes oh. See, I did exactly that in my own head, as I was about to say. <laughs> 14. I was like, Fuck, no, shut already. up. I'm right there, no. I just kept getting, getting in before me. I had, the, I had two tiebreakers. I'm just going to do them all. Number 10. Who is 8? 17 18 season. Man City. Fabian Delph. Doop. Doop. 15. No. 
Dave. Dave. 18. Correct. Oh! He's pulled it out of the bag. Number 11. Is that what you call Google nowadays? (laughs) Number 11. Man United. Here we go. 98-99 treble winning season. Big season. Big season. White York. 19. Joe. Joe. 19. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? 19! (laughs) What the fuck's this all about? Hang on, is this Phil on? (laughs) (laughs) He's doing a toast. I'll give you the point, Duke. I'll give you the point. Fuck me. I even, did, to be did, fair, you, you, yeah. I did hear it. You didn't call I shouted, I said dupe before you said you, you went yeah. your. I know you did, I know you did. Because I thought you were going to say Socia. I was, so was going to get it wrong. <laughs> right, last one, number 12. Everton, 16-17 season. Morgan Schneiderlin. Dupe. Dupe. 16. No. Dave. Dave. 23. No. Suck me. Joe. No. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Twenty eight. No. Nerd. Nerd. Four. No. One Come on, yeah, Herb. I'm fucking rooting for you here. Herb, just um, fucking Google it. You've got all the time in the world. Forty. You're Dude, such a two. You're such an idiot. <laughs> Literally holding up two fingers. Uh, oh. It's number two. Um two. Well no, you've got it wrong now. We can cut it. Post edit. Two. No, no, no. Herb, we, we are not having I don't care about this shit. I thought it was about numbers. It is. Not the ones on the back of the shirt. No one cares about those, remember? <laughs> what I press auto for. Auto number. What, what quiz would you have done around football manager finances, Herb? Just out of interest. Um, record transfers. Record transfers. That's too difficult. Highest feed paid. Yeah, but the topic yeah, was but income. They're all wrong but, as well, though. Transfers. Yeah. But exactly, but and you get inflation. You know, different, yeah. different places. Or lower. Currencies. Different places report different figures. In, okay, I've got one for you now. Just come up with it. Transfer. You can go season by season. In a 2016, 2017 season, season, season. these season. two players were sold. Which one was sold for more? And you could be like, blah blah was sold for a point. Well, Herb's doing the quiz next week. There we go. Blah blah oh, higher what? or so lower. You're, you're, Everyone you're loves you're a higher or lower. Asking a question with one or the other right. right yeah, that's shit, higher man. or lower. That's this ain't shit. the chase. How, you literally did higher and lower two weeks ago. You've been you put out higher and lower all the Herb, time. This you is bell. a tipping point. We have a proper quiz on here soon. And on this note. Say goodbye, folks. <laughs> Shit quiz. Fuck, fuck you all. I'm not doing the quiz anymore. No, it's just her. Yay. That was a good quiz, Curtie. Curtie. Curtie, is it? Quiz, I think Curtie. it's a good time to announce our uh, our network save, mate. <laughs> I've got to go pick my missus up. Bro, is she falling off? she fallen? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for that quiz, Kurt Diz. Uh, we'll ignore Herb's remonstrations. Uh, who's won it, by the way? We haven't even got to that point. Joe. Oh, Joe. Just, <laughs> we didn't even think... See, this is what happens when Herb gets antsy about his quiz being shitter than everything else I've ever heard in my life. I'll speak my to Plus Nick. He's in and it fucking cut off again. I was going to say, I wish... Yeah. Uh, can we have the official rundown, Curtie, so we can actually complete the quiz? Such a completist... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm being nice really? and actually... Herb, Herb, Herb had n- zero points for a change. <laughs> that's probably... I mean, that's what I wanted to hear. Uh, up the Herb. <laughs> Nerd, Dupe and Dave all had two and Joe had five. Um, Round of applause would... for Joe. Yeah. See, this is what happens. As competitive as the Premier League. <sighs> Someone's a sore loser.
or just saw maybe those saws from sitting in doorways of coffee shops come back next week mate get back on hours <laughs> anyway that brings a rather subdued end to episode 128 uh, you can find the links for each verse the five star pod twitter account and Weestream FM discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where this week you'll find a new post from Dave Black where he leaves CM9798 and attempts to tackle FM20 five star potential is available on iTunes Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday thank you all for listening there will be more from us next week say goodbye folks goodbye folks bye goodbye, goodbye.